Hello everyone and welcome to a spooky edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. And I'm Alex. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like under the skin, we will get under your skin. Uh, <laughs> it feels like something that you really could have worked on and it would have been good. This near but... pal, right? This film is so pretentious it doesn't even have a tagline. So I've Whoa, just had to Out of the gate. Out of the gate. Did you work don't don't pretend that you didn't work at all on this joke. <laughs> at all. I, I, like I just the, smearing this film for I'm the just thing. naturally funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> As the judge, I'm calling that first blood. <laughs> uh, uh, hello everyone and welcome to the first uh, films on trial episode of October and as if October in the year 2020 isn't horrific enough it's also <laughs> the return of <laughs> Halloween Horror Month <laughs> and you're right actually it's, it's, it's is that jungle noises? <laughs> <laughs> it's a spooky jungle <laughs> now every week in October we'll be putting a new horror film on trial starting with the 2013 horror film under the skin is it scarlett johansson or is it scarlet fever <laughs> essentially <laughs> will it be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list now just to say this will be a very spoilerific episode so if you haven't seen under the skin check it out it costs around three pound fifty to rent on amazon prime which is a steal as in, you'll feel like you've been robbed after you pay for it. <laughs> now, you can, <laughs> you can listen to this episode after you've watched the film, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week, brought to us by Alex, which will start around the 40-odd minute mark, I reckon. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was Constantine. Now, Ozzy... I think, I can't remember, but you judged that trial and you placed it on the hit list, I think. I can't remember. Did you? No, uh, no, did you? I don't think I was here last week. No, Ozzy oh, wasn't I'm going to tell you, it was probably, probably a hit. <laughs> and, uh, it, and I probably there was no would. judge, remember? We all had to t- try and make it without a judge. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So we, no one has since gone away and watched it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one can now say whether they put it on the right list. It oh, is yeah. on the right list, though. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot it was the first sort of um, trial that we did as a democracy, and we decided yeah, it all together. It didn't that it go well. Be... It didn't work. It did not and work. Be, and because of that, we've reintroduced the judge format this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, on to the bulk of the show. This week's film wasn't picked out of the hat at random. It is, of course, our first Halloween horror month pick. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I think you can have to remember that if you're going to use a sound effect, you have to hang it to the microphone. <laughs> Stop. 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 It's automatically playing an advert, so that's why I have to oh. pull it away. I'll try it again. It's also our first Halloween Horror Month pick. Oh, wow. Oh, that wasn't wow. a good one, was it? No, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> yeah, don't use that again. I should pick these beforehand. Right, here we go. Yes. Our first Halloween Horror Month pick. <laughs> that works. Still going. Better. <laughs> oh, he's still going. He's still getting. <laughs> that one's described as Vincent Price laugh. Um, if Vincent Price had taken a load of helium, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the, the first pick is uh, Alex. You're up first, and um, you've picked the film. 
And because you picked the film, you'll be acting as the defense and you'll be trying to get it placed on the hit list. Now, um, I hadn't seen this film before I started writing this. So what I've done is I've gone for uh, famous aliens in my put downs this week. Um, so Alex is just like the aliens from Arrival often mm. shrouded in a haze of vape smoke. <laughs> Some think he's highly intelligent and others just want to destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of the you other know, roles... Do, 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 do you know why that hurts the most? Because right. I haven't vaped since mid-August and none of uh, you have noticed. <laughs> I noticed. I, I, I <laughs> quit before then, to be honest with you. Thank you. I, Thank I you. Well done, man. Do you know what, Dave? I'm sorry, I didn't mean you. I've hardly seen you in person. <laughs> you know what? I originally wrote that you were just like E.T. from E.T. Right? <laughs> so be, be grateful. <laughs> all right, I'll take it back. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, all of the other roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Ozzy and me. Ozzy is just like the alien Alf. Short, hairy, and annoying. <laughs> Which is Ow. true. <laughs> Uh, and I'm a little bit like the space jockey alien from Alien. Big, naked, and weird. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, the defense and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. Now, these may not be their genuine opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their genuine thoughts. Um, although, you can probably guess that Alex likes this because he picked it, but hey, stay tuned and find out. Uh, which means this week... Making a triumphant return is the role of the judge, and it will hmm. be played by Dave. Dave is a little bit like the aliens from 2001, A Space Odyssey. He seemingly remembers everything that has ever happened. <laughs> now, <laughs> Dave must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Now, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. Okay, so here we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it's landed on Alex. So, how would we like Alex to read the synopsis? Um, I don't know anything about the film. So. I think unintelligible you, Scottish. I was just about to say, can you do it as though you were in Scotland, actually? Yeah. <laughs> Glaswegian Scottish. Uh, I'll, I'm just going to try Scottish because I think that's going to be difficult enough for me. Why don't you Mister... just do it like you and you and McGregor from Train Spotting? From Train Spotting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a mysterious young woman. No, I'm doing. I'm doing Sean. <laughs> that's Connery. You can do Connery. Connery if you want, yeah. <laughs> I actually tried for McGregor, but came out Connery. <laughs> a mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. Not bad at all. Well done, man. Thank you. I think Sean Connery's turning in his bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, so without further hesitation, uh, <laughs> without further hesitation, Dave, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Yep, okay, so I know zero about Under the Skin. Uh, I haven't seen it. So this really is all to play for. I think the Gav set came out in 2015. Stars Scarlett Johansson. I'm guessing it might be set in Scotland or there's someone from Scotland in it. That's about as much as I know. Oh, and Aliens. Something was said about Aliens. Uh, I also have already written down Pretentious and feel like you've been robbed. You've got a minute early, fair play. I'm going to disregard those points because the trial <laughs> starts now. I'm going to go to you, Alex. You pick this film. All to play for. 
Thank you. Uh, don't, I mean, don't forget pretentious. The other two are definitely going to bring that up again. Uh, I've asked for pretentious. There you go. Got <laughs> <mentioned> in <the laughs> uh, so it's 2013. It was done. Um, it's uh, it's an unusual film. I'm not going to say this is your standard sort of um, sci-fi horror flick. It, it's not at all. It's a very unique film. Um, it definitely pushes the boundaries, uh, especially visually. Uh, it's got quite a simple plot, although really it's not a plot that's it was no exposition and you know we've how many how often have we been talking in, especially in the last few months where there's just so much exposition in films this is all done through images so the story is given to you pretty much without any explanation it's it's very expertly filmed just to go over the plot a little bit um beginning opens very reminiscent of 2001 a space odyssey sort of close encounters sort of lights colors you hear this voice coming over where you sort of hear it's almost like a voice, a, 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 um, a voice being created for the first time. And then you see a, um, an eye. So you start, start to get the idea that something's being created and it's sort of otherworldly. Um, basically, Scarlett Johansson is, you know, you sort of, it, again, like I'm saying, this isn't explained, but you sort of see lights above a building and then you see Scarlett Johansson descending the building. So again, you sort of, your intuition is constantly working throughout this film and it's telling you, right, this, this woman is is not quite from 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 where we are she begins driving and around um parts of scotland and she starts to seduce men and you really don't understand you know this isn't a film that tells you and tells you each bit this is what's happening now you you you're sort of picking up pieces as you're going uh, she drives around and she basically starts seducing men and you're not really sure why uh, and she starts trying to you know to to pick up men and you're not quite sure what's going on you don't know her um, her aim, you don't know whether she's good, whether she's bad. Um, and basically, she finally gets a man and she st- seduces him. And as she takes him back, she takes him into a house, almost takes him through a portal into sort of a, a, a completely different world. Beautifully shot again, where he, she sort of walks away, taking off her clothes. He follows her and is submerged in, all I can say is black goo. Now, Dave, if this sounds like a weird, unusual film, it's because it is. No, it sounds really standard. (laughs) (laughs) So she basically, the film consists of her seducing men in in more and more disturbing and horrific ways. You, You are piecing together why she's doing this as the film goes on. It's quite ambiguous. I think it's quite clear, but it's it, it's not definitely not telling you didactically this is what she's doing and this is what she, it, 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 it's for. The film sort of teases you and gives you a little bit more. The next time she gets a man, you see a little bit more of the process uh, until finally you see a man she seduces that's under the, the goo and is floating suspended as she walks away. And it's just horrific what happens. This man is basically turned inside out. So, you know, and and then you start to piece in together, right, she seems to be working for... uh, What I I was piecing together is she seems to be almost like a a tool of a race that is sort of asking her to bring these men back for some some needs. Um, As the film goes on, she starts to then become a bit conflicted about her role and she starts to realize that maybe she's what she's doing isn't right. She goes against um, hunting men down and she starts to try and like integrate within humanity. Um, and finally, you know, as I said, all the way through the film, you're not quite sure who she is or what she or what's going on. 
but it doesn't what i really like about this film is it doesn't leave it an ambiguous ending you're not going oh was she an alien was she? it's very clear at the end that you find out that she is from another world she is an alien she she's um and and in the end um is is actually attacked and and killed by a man herself it, it, it's a difficult you know i was i was i wasn't i wasn't relishing the idea of having to sort of run through the plot of this film it's it's not your usual plot and it's not your usual film um it is however incredible the the the, the techniques that are used within it are amazing i'm sure we'll get into direction later and the film itself is haunting i i, I halfway through i was i was sort of worried because i was like have i picked a sci-fi film for a horror film and no i haven't this is a deeply disturbing look at sexuality it's a look at predator predators a look at um you know and and also just a look at urban and rural life in scotland at the moment so there's a lot going on in this film okay okay so uh, i'm going to turn this over to prosecution now let you make your opening statements about this so just to recap alex says it's quite a simple plot but it's very unique uh it's very image focused very technical film um it's it lets you use a lot of your intuition it's driven by intuition uh expertly filmed with some horrific imagery haunting disturbing um and people get taken to the upside down so <laughs> take it from there tell me what you think anything you disagree with any concessions you'd like to make early on one thing that if I, this is like not not a slight on alex in any way but one Did thing you that always... talk about the font at the beginning no, i feel like no, i feel no. like this is going to be a slight on alex but <laughs> what it is it's more that <laughs> It baffles me that for someone who absolutely hates Donnie Darko, suddenly oh, pick. <laughs> Do you know what films that don't make any sense? Just like Donnie Darko, like Tree so, of Life, like so, like Dave. This, you know, all yeah, I'm saying life, is right. Tree of Life and putting that. <laughs> right, Dave. All I'm saying is, you know, Ozzy likes this film, right? Because he's come right out of the gate getting personal. Do you know what I mean? That's when you know Ozzy has nothing to say when he starts just attacking me straight away, trying to, trying to wire me up no, and no, get no, me so angry. This was, he loves this, this, was this was meant to be an attack of the film is that it's a film that doesn't really seem to go anywhere like alex says like i mean there's no there's no exposition it's it's very difficult to follow it's i mean sometimes it's nudity for nudity's sake it's it's i, I won't deny with it i think it is nicely shot but i mean for anyone to sit through all of this you know just for some pretty pictures is it's baffling, man. It's, it's it's really difficult to follow because you've got to watch every single second of every single scene to get any idea of what actually is going on. Um, like, it was difficult enough for Imagine Alex to explain what was going second. on, and he loves it. Imagine watching no. every single second of every single scene of a film you are watching. Yeah, but like, I mean, but if you miss one, you don't know what's going on. Like, it's, why would you miss I, it? <laughs> it's just it, it's not it's not a it's not a pleasurable watch in any sense of the word. Um, well, maybe a couple of scenes. My imagination's running wild. Uh, no, no, ge genuinely though, I, I think this is, uh, for me, this is sort of an Emperor's, uh, Emperor's New Clothes effort like Alex likes to, um, to use whenever he comes up to, against a film that's like this. Is, oh my God. It's, it's, it's arty for art's sake. It's not. It's not a good story. It's not. It's not a very ple pleasant film to watch. It's not. It's not that enjoyable. Um, in terms of the, you know, the, the story is pretty meaningless. It's basically a woman driving around in a white van, picking up men, 
being told to do so by a man on a motorbike. That's that that kind of feeling. Um, I don't really know. I don't want to go. I mean, I, I'll let Al, uh, Gav go through some of these point by point blows against uh, Alex on this because I can a- against the film, Aussie. It. It's the film you do. <laughs> the film you're attacking, Aussie. Just remember that. Mate. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gav. Uh, yeah, I just like to basically disagree with most of what Alex has said. To be fair, right, I, I will say that there is some really beautiful imagery in this. Uh, some of the shots are incredibly well done. Uh, you know, I was kind of taken aback by a couple of them, especially that scene that Alex is referring to um, where the guy, well, I, I don't think he gets um, blown inside out. Essentially, he kind of gets everything from inside his body just sucked out at like in a split second he's floating sort of weightlessness in this black goo and then there's a bang and then all of his insides are just gone and he's just this empty sack of skin just floating around and it's done very very well um and there are a couple of other scenes like that really stand out and you know really kind of you, you want to kind of rewatch that scene or you want to pause it because it was done so well my problem is is that there were only a very small handful of those scenes. I'm going to say about three or four, right? And the rest of it is filler. There are a lot of very, very drawn-out scenes in this, which can be quite painful to watch. There's a scene in particular like where uh, Alex is talking about it. Uh, so Scott Johansson's character is, is the, called The Woman, and she's trying to sort of integrate herself into you know, our life and trying to figure out what it is that we like and what we do. And, you know, like what is food? There's a scene where she orders a cake at a diner and she goes to eat the cake. And that act of like kind of dipping her fork and bringing it to her mouth lasts an entire minute before it enters her mouth. And that is just, that is done over and over and over again. There were no. like, you know, this, Alex, it's, yeah, no, it's no, true. Sorry. There's sorry. so many, so many truths. <laughs> like the thing is, is that there's a lot of like Scarlett Johansson just driving around, looking out the window, walking down the street, um, a lot of different footage of different people in crowds, uh, footage of, there's a scene later on where she kind of goes into a, a bed hide and it, it, once again it's about like a minute a minute and a half of her just like kind of sitting down and then kind of kind of edging her way into a corner and then curling up into a ball so a lot of these scenes are just really drawn out there's not a lot of dialogue in the entire film if you were to kind of write down all the words that appear in this film i'd say there was less than a thousand there's not a lot of dialogue at all in fact the first bit of dialogue doesn't even get uttered until the uh, i think 13 minutes in i know alex said at the beginning it's almost like she's she's being created or she's being taught you know the english language so there's just like a lot of nonsensical words uh, she's like bird birds birth births you know whatever uh, but the first actual bit of dialogue doesn't happen until about 13 minutes in and then even then it's very just just like it's, it's just like a conversation it's just chatter there's there's, there's no like kind of uh, like plot really or um script to really drive the film forward so okay. Alex, you were going to say something? Yeah, Alex, uh, I saw your hand up. Yeah, so this film is actually based on uh, Michael Faber's 2000 novel, a novel that was written in 2000. And so, and that explains everything. So that that's a very clear story. So it's not that they didn't have the story. This is a conscious choice. They didn't just create this idea. 
they knew the story apparently in this you know she's got a name she's Italy she's um she's she's get, getting these men for food to feed her alien overlords so it's all completely explained in the book in they the stripped book. that they stripped that book and just took the parts out and just basically had that made, made a you know it, it's based on the book it's loosely but it's completely different film you know you're not talking about the same thing at all really um so it is a choice that's my point there it, it is a conscious choice they've that, that jonathan glazer the director who, who made sexy beast and birth it, it has done here so you know I, I think that sort of the idea that there isn't any story behind it no that there, there really is Gav is sort of saying that the conversations are just chatter. I think those conversations are one of the most fascinating things about it. They they did a sort of guerrilla technique. So Scarlett Johansson was driving around um, council estates in Edinburgh in a sort of you know in this in a sort of fur cheap fur coat and a and a black wig, and they put my hidden cameras within the car. So and and this is you've got this great juxtaposition between these beautiful shots of her in the sort of in the in the upside down land as you said it, Dave. Really, really beautiful. Like the, the the idea that the black and the imagery of that is really stark and, and quite, like quite um, impactful. Then you slip, and then you and then you flip to very urban Edinburgh or urban West Lothian or or, or all of these different locations. And it's really, really interesting how how you go from like the the sort of alien land to this sort of very realistic, quite hard um, Scottish landscape, urban landscape. So the actually the conversations that Gav is saying is just chatter is exactly that it is chatter and it's because it's chatter it's totally believable. Scarlett Johansson was talking to these passers-by and trying to get them in the van, you know, and you know that is it's a, it's a fair play to Scarlett Johansson for taking this role on. She does an incredible job, by the way. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But I found that um, the discussions that go on between them were, were obviously improvised because they didn't know they were on camera. They, it was only afterwards that they were asked for they were given a release form to make sure that they were happy for it to be in the film and i think that's you know it it, it isn't acting it, it's absolutely fan it's exactly what those men said as they were talking to scarlett johansson i think it's fascinating then you have these actors that come in so you have the male actors that then come in which are obviously obviously they didn't just take random people and start getting them naked and putting them in goo do you know what i mean these are real actors then that they they switch over to and th that's seamless do you know what I mean? You cannot tell between who's a Scot just walking along the street and who's the actor. And that is really quite impressive for a film to be able to do. And also, just, just another thing on the, on the conversations, it also has uh, Andrew, Adam Pearson appears in this film, who has a, a condition called neurofibromatosis. I think that's, if, I, if, you don't, if, if that's not how you say it, I apologise where you you get tumors on your skin so he's he's got he's 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 um facially like quite scarred i know adam pearson he's yeah. he's on tv quite a lot yeah yeah so this is the film you know this is a film that sort of he was he was in production tv production companies but then he was asked to appear in this film and his performance is incredible and and really really touching and beautiful so you know, Gav says there's not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, I, I'd agree there's not. It's Like I said, it's a lot of intuition. But when there is dialogue, it's incredible. And sorry, last thing. Scarlett Johansson, Gav says he's just, you know, she's, she's just walking around and she's sort of looking. And yeah, she is. She's got this sort of like almost glazed look on her face as she's going. And to be honest, at first when I was watching the film, I was like, oh, here we go. This is pretentious. You know, they, you know the word jumped to my head as well it's, as it couldn't fail to. 
oh, we're just going to watch Scarlett Johansson look around with sort of like a Bill Murray look on her face, just like not really reacting to anything all the way from. But she flips. That's her predator. That that's her actual look. Is she's just sort of looking at the, this predator eyes at people, and then when she starts talking to the guys. All of a sudden, you have this great, like, clipped British accent where she's going, like, and where are you from? And how would you like to, or would you like a lift in the car? It's fascinating. It's she does a, such a good job with that. So, yeah, I, I, I disagree with what Gav disagreed about with me on, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. I like to disagree with Alex's <laughs> disagreeing <laughs> of my disagree. Uh, I, I'm sorry, you even said it yourself. It's not acting. Like those conversations, like the majority of the dialogue, I'm going to say. 80 to 90 percent of the dialogue in this is improvised uh, which is interesting don't get me wrong you know but it's not entertaining it, it's like very just odd conversations if i wanted that sort of level of engagement i'd just go down the the asda and bloody you know ask somebody you know oh uh, did you watch the match last night or what's the weather like later on? very facetious. And then take them back to Gav's house. Yeah, no, I know. And then put them in black. Put them in the goo. Put them in the goo. The conversations are just like, oh. I know he hasn't worn anything other than black since. The conversations are like, oh, I'm trying to get to the M8. That is nonsense. 80 90% of this dialogue is not those. <laughs> it is. That is, that is, flip that and say that 10% of the dialogue. Oh, that is, is bullshit. No, it's not the, bullshit. Honestly, Dave will watch this film and will know that that's not bullshit. Dave will watch this film and he will know. I, I, I've got to say, I've judged a few films before where Gav has made slight exaggerations shall we say when he says yeah. something goes on for like literally 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. I, find it, I find it goes on for about 90 seconds normally a minute and a half right <laughs> wait wait the cake scene lasts an entire fucking minute the did first bit of dialogue it? i did, did time, time it? it i did time it and the and the first bit of dialogue doesn't occur until 13 minutes okay maybe 80 to 90 is an exaggeration but it's it is a high number I, like I, I don't there's no way that it's only 10 percent of the dialogue in this it's just sort of like oh yeah uh, i'm trying to get to um to uh, the m8 whatever can you direct me oh yeah well what are you gonna do is go down the road and then you get to the astro then you turn left whatever that, it's just like you, but yeah but she is you you are thinking like what's her role in this you, you your mind is constantly playing over yeah, this conversation so much, like you can see that you know there's only so much it happens yeah and it's not that much it's it, interesting when it does no, happen it's not it's not interesting in the beginning like like do you know what what this film seems to be and alex is gonna hate this um but it essentially like deconstructed species, you know, the nineties sci-fi species. I've been thinking species. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not annoyed by that. that. I, I agree. It's like an art house version of species. Exactly, and that is as bad as it sounds. An art house <laughs> version of species. No, I, I think it's a good. I think it's a, it's an interesting one. Okay, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna raise species and uh, and see if there was a comparison. I've got to say, just so you guys got this in your minds, um, Tree of Life. Is in my head. I know someone said it earlier on. Oh, Jesus. We've been talking about. I know. I, <laughs> I know. Think we can call I, this one early, then, can't and we? And that's why I thought I'd give you a heads up. <laughs> that's why I thought I've got to give you a heads up because I've got to tell you what's in my head at this point. I am thinking Tree of Life. You think an alien of life? Yeah. At least, at least, there's a plot to this. But it's, uh, the visuals. Okay, what it has it got very strong visuals. Everyone said, you know, visually it looks great. Tree of Life did. 
Tree of Life looked great. You know I'm not a big Tree of Life fan, though. I it is. It is. You can't yeah. deny that, Dave. It is technically on the hit list. So if you think it's it Tree is, of Life, it is very much on the hit list. Maybe, so is Roadhouse. <laughs> maybe it should go on the hit list then. So is Roadhouse and Crossroads. <laughs> Donnie Darko. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, right sorry, Dave. Donnie Darko, yeah. Uh, yeah, so just to say, give you, give you a heads up, you in particular, Alex, I am thinking sure. Tree of Life right now, sure. and you know where that's leading me. <laughs> so if you want to try and detour... Off yeah. Tree of Life, by all means do so. Um, but also, I've not heard much from you for a little yeah. while. Uh, I want to talk about performances. So Alex has said that uh, Scarlett Johansson does a great job in this. Um, for, by the sounds of it, the rest of the cast, there isn't really much of a rest of the cast to talk about. He mentioned Adam Pearson, who has a small role. He's not really renowned as an actor. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, I don't know. Are there any other names in this? Or um, it, you know, completely unknown no, Well, there's certainly nobody I would know. I mean, there's... Um... Manu gets spoken to first. I think he's just um, just local yobbo from uh, from Glasgow. He does an all right <laughs> job of uh, directing so directly to the corner shop. Apologies Manu... if you oh, yeah. are that man. Man, <laughs> man, 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 man yeah. number two. Four years of Rada. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what I was going for, wasn't it? Man, you know, man number one is, is practically unintelligible. Um, great Scottish accent, but you know I, I had no idea what he was saying man number two you can understand him he was fine and he really does yeah and then you understand <laughs> he's a family man and he, he puts a story across that she's not after someone with a family uh you know in, in all seriousness i think there's only really uh scarlett johansson to focus on and she does a great job um i think i think alex you know did uh define it pretty well she's good at being blank um when she's in sort of the the early phases of her character development, um, what little character development there is, but there is some, I'll concede that, is that she starts off as a, you know, an alien who doesn't know what she's trying to be, and then she's looking around for their prey, like blank, and then quickly switches when something isn't what she wants, you know, quickly, I need to move on, I need to get doing something else. The other character is the motorbike man, and I think he actually was just a motorbike rider. I don't think he's an actor. At all, he's just designed to ride his bike well and and get to the and look scenic, you know. So um, yeah, there's not really much to say about characters other than Scarlett Johansson, or you know, in acting, I think she does a very good job. Um, Gav's hand was up first, so I'm going to let him jump in there, but I'm coming back to Alex. Yeah. So as Ozzy said before, Scarlett Johansson is essentially like the main character in this. Um, I I would. I would say like she's she's good, um, but it's not like marriage story. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like a performance that you're gonna go wow. It's she's not really got a lot to work with. I don't think. Just hear me out here, Alex. Like I can see what the director's going for. I completely agree. You know, it's the alien preying on men. Uh, learns that not all men are shitbags. Has a crisis and then meets a man uh, who essentially kills her. Um, so the overall arch of the woman is that she's on a journey of discovering what being a human is. Now, I have two like big issues with this. Now, the first one is that Scott Johansson has to play, for the most part, a completely unemotive shell of a person. So none of this learning and development is ever expressed well, in my opinion. And secondly, the only time that she's not completely unemotive is when she's picking up men. Uh, there, she's well adept at the nuances of conversations and flirting. So her journey of discovery is essentially null and void because she already knows how to be human very effectively. 
Like, so, we we were talking about species before. It's true. Like, so when like so the very very first scene that like that we're introduced to, she's being created, she's being taught the English language. Yeah, and then the next scene when she's talking, she's as she said, she's got this very very well clip British accent. She's like, oh, hello, how are you doing? You know, she knows all about interaction. She knows about flirts and she knows what she wants to do. So my issue is that like, I would have liked to have seen more fish out of water type thing, you know, like her learning as it goes on. I mentioned species before. Sorry to bring back species. But... I don't mind. It's a, it's, it's, I, I understand the, uh, the parallel. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I, but like the main <laughs> difference for me between the two is that the alien in species has to learn what it is to be a human. It's very sort of like animalistic at the beginning. It just kind of goes off instincts. Whereas Scarlett Johansson is essentially cold and calculated. She knows what she wants to do and she does it very well. Uh, and also as a femme fatale, um, the alien in species uses attractiveness to trap and kill their prey in under the skin. It appears that the, the woman captures their prey more to do with how desperate, horny, and lonely the men are, you know. But whatever like... works for you, man. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Alex. Were you gonna? Uh, you know, Gab keeps. Uh, I think you should just need. To, I just think you need to go and watch Species, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I tell you, what, I'd I have a much better. You just really want to go species, watch Species, which is fine. This film has parallels to Species, but it isn't Species, and it seems a bit seems a bit odd just to say to criticize it for not being so. No, I'm just saying that if you want to go and see a story about a woman who, well, an alien, sorry, who pretends to be a woman to like capture men and kill them. This is the interesting thing. So Gav is saying, Gav has put something in the story there. So he's saying that she wants to become human. That's something that Gav himself has put into the story there. And it, you know, and that's very fascinating because that's not at all what I had when I was looking at it, you know? Well, you know it, it, no, 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 Gav, and... like it, 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 it's, it, it is an ambiguous story that there is a serious, you know, it's obviously a core story they've, 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 they've chosen from, but because it is a lot of it is picked up through intuition, you know, and you know, Dave, you know, I know at the start they were talking about how there is no story and it's hard to follow. We seem to be talking fine about the story now. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, it seems to be very clear. It is intuition, and so there is just the right level of ambiguity. I do not like too much ambiguity in my story. Do you know what I mean? I do want to know that, you know, and, and that's why at the end when you find that she is definitely an alien, do you know what I mean? Because she literally pulls her face off, and there she is. She's an alien. You know, that that, that it, it does explain itself. Her performance, Scarlett Johansson's performance, is phenomenal it is for me her best performance in in any film especially because you know during this time you know she was sort of going into the avengers and stuff like that i i just think it's it's superb the way she really really understands the character she flips between being um flirty and doing all of that sort of clip british stuff which is i don't know you know she's obviously learned or knows that she needs to do to pick up these men and then goes into this sort of blank dead state basically her sort of moment of con- of being conflicted comes when she sort of comes down the s- she comes down the stairs after putting adam pearson uh, man uh, into the basically t- taking him into the trap she comes down the stairs and she sees herself in the mirror and you again you don't quite there's just the right level of ambiguity in it it's this isn't a film that's Right, A plus B equals C, so I know exactly what happened. But you see, she, she takes a moment and she's sort of shocked by what she sees in this mirror. She looks into the mirror and then she goes and gets him back out of the trap and takes him out and he's, he's naked and his, his, wanders off. And then she sort of goes away and she stops. You know, she has this moment of being conflicted. 
So I don't, I don't agree with Gav when he's saying that she wants to be human throughout the film. I don't, I don't think that is her arc. I think it's fair that he got that from it, but I don't think that's the only way to look at it. I, another thing I just want to say about um, Scarlett Johansson is the use of nudity in this film, I think, is, is really, really interesting. And I, I think especially because you have a lot of male nudity at the beginning, you have, you have the men completely naked, and it's real bodies. You know, you have men with erections walking in and being sort of like seduced by Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson herself is is naked in the film, but it's done in an extremely unsexualized way. And it was fascinating to watch this, like really, really interesting. In a way, she's far more sexualized in an Avengers film, just on the poster, than she is in this film. I, I, I have so much respect for Scarlett Johansson for, for doing this film. She did an interview where she said, you know, she did think about the nudity because there is a lot of in it, you know, that there's bits where she's just looking at herself fully naked in a mirror, but it doesn't feel exploitative. And it's amazing to get a, an A-lister like Scarlett Johansson naked looking at herself in a mirror and it not feel exploitive. And, and that is a real merit to this film. She's not photoshopped in it. She doesn't look, it's not the sort of like hubba hubba body that we sort of see sometimes in, you know, like in many of the film posters that she's she's done, not just Avengers films, it's a real body she's got. She's got blemishes. She's, you know, she's she's attractive, obviously, but it's not an over-sexualized version of her, which is mad, really, because she's meant to be a sexual predator from outer space. It's weird that this film, where she's literally, like Gav said, some sort of species-esque woman coming down to seduce men, and she actually looks more down-to-earth than she has in any other film ever. She made a conscious decision when she made this film, Scarlett Johansson. She knew that it would be screenshotted and that, you know, these images would be, but she thought it was worth the risk and she understood that it was important for the film. And it is important. There's no point in the film where the nudity is... It, it, it doesn't seem gratuitous. It seems fair between the men and the women. And, and it's extremely well done. You know... This film sh shoots rural Scotland beautifully. It shows the urban decay. It, sh it shoots the human body beautifully. It it's a real technical masterpiece. Oh, man. Hey, I, can't, I, can't. I saw your hand was up, Alex, uh, Gav. I saw your hand. It's a technical masterpiece, Alex. I think like you're just blowing this trumpet a little too hard. I'm sorry. Uh, this is no way Scarlett Johansson's best ever performance. I'm sorry. It's it's just not like Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit. You know she's done so many ones better than this. Lost in Translation. Uh, oh, lost, don't, don't essentially, she <laughs> does play the same character from Lost in Translation. Um, or at least she plays Bill Murray's character anyway. Um, like, That's how she learned all the way out. Chop. But like, I, I'll agree with Alex about his point about the nudity and the fact that it's not sexualized at all, and it, it you know it is. It's interesting to why what Alex was saying before, and he said, you know, you can interpret things differently. I never thought that she wasn't an alien. You know, I thought it started out with, you know, you see her in an alien form. What's one of the first things you see? This big sort of completely smooth black um, sort of like it. Lo well, it looks like the alien from Alien. You know, very sort of like creature esque. And you then the next, it. you don't see that, do you? Yeah, you do right at the very beginning. I oh, do. 
Yeah, and then, and then, then the next thing you see is it's her. So I just assumed, oh, that's what she was. We see like a body getting created because we see like the zoom in of the eye. And then the next scene is she's in there, you know, in a van. So I always knew that it was, oh, she's an alien. So there was never any question for me, is it in doubt? And I always knew what she was doing. She was bringing essentially food. It was like a, like a, a worker ant or a worker bee or whatever, bringing foods for their master. Um, and that, the thing when I was saying about like wanting to be human, I didn't mean it literally. Sorry, I meant sort of like trying to understand more what humanity hmm. is. Okay, yeah. um, it's like sort of she has that moment of realization where she's like, "Oh, should I be doing this?" And um, I think it comes actually a bit earlier than what Alex uh, said. I think there's a scene where she falls over in the middle of the street, and a couple of men help her up. And there's this moment where she's like, "Oh, um, all men aren't shitbags, essentially." And, mm. and, yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that's think interesting because I hadn't really thought that. Yeah. But that's that's what I thought because then she sort of like her, she alters her behaviour after that. Um, but the thing is, is that like it's I just don't think that it's expressed very well. I, like these are things that Alex and I are having to interpret. You know, Alex said that he doesn't like his films ambiguous. You know, this is I think it is something that you just, can't. You just explained the plot and said it was very clear. <laughs> no, no, I never said at any point that the plot is, is unclear. I said the plot is very basic. Right. You I, just said it was ambiguous. Well, yeah, it's, it's, well, you know, like the, the character motivations are ambiguous. The plot is not ambiguous. The plot is basic and stretched the fuck out. Mm. This is essentially a 20 minute short that's turned into a near two hour film. You know, that, uh, that, uh, do you remember my argument with 2001 Space Odyssey? You know, the, the, what they've done here is, is somebody's gone, oh, you know what? I really want it to be Kubrick-esque. So I'm going to extend every scene I possibly can in order to fill out a feature-length film. Like I've said there, it is, there isn't much happening. So instead you get, you know, like, like I've said, you know, a, a minute's worth of a cake shot, you know, a minute here of just staring at someone's eyeball. You know, it's, it's, it's those sorts of things to make it arty. And there are some beautiful, beautiful shots, but... It, 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 there isn't enough story to fill out the full, uh, the full running time. Uh, Alex, final points. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I completely understand. You know, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to completely understand why some people would take that away, as Ozzy has said. You know, this isn't, this isn't a film for everyone. You know, some people might put it on the shit list. Some people might put it on the hit list. That, that is why I picked it because it, it does seem like a Marmite film. All I can say is that. I'm, you know, oddly enough, considering how much we go on about me liking pretentious films, I really hate pretentious films. I really don't. I really hate, like, films by Jim Jarmusch really, really annoy me because there is a lot of that staring into space, not really knowing what's going on, right? And, and I don't like that at all. That just wasn't my experience. I, I completely understand that, you know, it was for Aussie maybe and, you know, it would be for other people. I could see how some people would have gone to see Scarlett Johansson in the film and come out halfway through and be like, whoa, <laughs> like not, not what I thought I was getting there. Um, but I didn't, you know, there was, there, there, was, there was very few points in a film that is quite extended where I wasn't thinking about what was going on in the film, you know? I was, I was genuinely quite mesmerised by the performances and I was thinking, oh, I wonder what's going on. You know, is this what's, is that, that's an interesting, you know, I'd, I'd say there's a, there's, there's a couple of juddering moments where I'm just, where I wasn't, where I was maybe just a bit like, you know, I'm not saying this is 10 out of 10 perfect. The cake scene, yeah, I'd say that was a misstep in the film. It, it lasts a minute. It's not, you know, it doesn't break it, but yeah, maybe it's a misstep. And maybe another bit where they go to a castle later, I was just a bit sort of like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm getting anything out of this. 
maybe on a second viewing I would, but for, for, for a film that's really quite experimental and pushing the boundaries, for only two bits to make me go, oh, I don't know about that, it is pretty amazing. Just my final thing is just, it is a technical achievement in the sense of all the different techniques that are used in it to show the alien world, to show Scotland in its rural beauty and in its urban decay is, is very impressive. And it's a film that I will definitely be watching again and again and again. Okay. And Gav, no, I mean, Gav, I you, can't, you can't disagree with that because it's my, it's what I was <laughs> no, doing. I don't disagree. I feel very sad. That's how you choose to spend your time. I mean, I know I'm one to talk with you about shit that I watch. <laughs> oh yeah, Demon Knight. Don't tell me. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I, l- I like Demon Knight. <laughs> Demon Knight, man, it's fucking brilliant. I don't hear you. Like, yeah, but oh, Harry. Not, De- like... What was his name? What was his name, Dave? Harry Dean. Harry Dean. Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller just being Dick Miller, though, eh? <laughs> How dare you? Like, Alex keeps on saying that it's showing Scotland in all of its like urban beauty or like, urban decay. I don't, you know, like there are a couple of nice shots of like this scenic Scottish countryside, but I, I honestly don't think that like it's highlighting urban decay as much as Alex says it is. Like it, it was a lot of it felt like um, hidden camera shows. Like not not to say that it's exactly like trigger happy TV, but that sort of like it, that feel to it. So a lot of it was just like kind of you or I could have taken that same footage of Scotland. You know, oh, right. no, no, I, I, you're telling me that the scene, many many scenes in Scottish cities don't just look like they've been filmed on a camera by some guy. There's some, no way that like you're watching that going, oh my god, this is so beautiful. The some, way they capture Greg's the Bakers is just so amazing. Some do, but that's the point. You're looking at the banality of human life, and then you're looking at the beauty of the rural landscape as well. And then you're looking at a shot where they go into a a club, and you've got the the the, the techno music, and you and you're into that scene. So all I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, maybe you could have, but you chose not to make this film. Do you know what I mean? The the, the director chose that on purpose. It's not like a, a lack of skill that means they're doing those shots I, I just think that there's a lot of sort of film school styles mixed in with some really as i said before there are a couple of really striking and um, beautiful scenes a couple though like the rest of it is long drawn out as alex said banality you know like the, the that whole idea of just getting random general people to have conversations i don't understand it's like like you know ridley scott not telling the cast about the chest burster scene in alien uh, just so we could get a genuine reaction if it was that i could understand but the fact that it's just really normal boring conversations it just seems very very odd like this whole thing is part style over substance part film school grads utilizing some of the effects they've just learned in their previous class doesn't happen much though those conversations does it anyway dave do you want to <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i've got plenty here to uh to go off I've, I've already started forming my decision to be honest um so unless anyone's got anything to add we good to call, bring this to a close no nope, we're good win the quiz yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's play a quiz okay so this quiz is been boning up ready you should right so this quiz is um on a scale of one to ten how much of a bell end is gav Ten. <laughs> yes. Also, yes. you win. You win the quiz. <laughs> Sorry, Gav. I'll 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 work through my anger later. With, uh... <laughs> 
I'll, uh, I'll get the doll out later. Okay. Right. This <laughs> quiz uh, is all about films in Scotland. Okay. okay. Films okay. in Scotland. So films uh, that have been based in Scotland or films. Exactly. Is going to be on there. Anyone got? <laughs> anyone else got any other ideas that might be on this list? Uh, uh, Macbeth. Yeah. Maybe. Angels share. Oh no! But it should be. <laughs> That would have been much better. <laughs> I'll stop that game now. Right. Uh, <laughs> number one. Uh, in Disney's Brave, who oh, played yeah. the king and queen? Buzz, uh, can you buzz in with a, um, a slightly stereotypical Scottish accent, please? I... Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, Billy Connolly and uh, Emma Thompson. Well oh, done, Gav. Very good. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, a link to Brave. Um, Train Spotting was made in 1996. Who wrote the original novel on which I, it was based? Uh, Dave. Irvin Welsh. Irvin Welsh, well done. It, fun. it is. Does anyone know the link between Train Spotting and Disney's Brave? Have <laughs> <laughs> you get an extra point for that uh, <laughs> for that buzzer sound? Is uh, uh, Ewan Bremer in uh, both of them? No. Uh, I mean, maybe, but no, that's not the one I had. <laughs> so, yeah. It is about an actor that's in both. A, um, a lead in one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is it, is it girlfriend? Is it, is it Kelly McDonald? Oh, it is. I mean, yeah. It's Aussie. It was Kelly McDonald. It's in both. Uh, question <laughs> is it three. Is Kevin McKidd in, in both of them as well? You're just showing off now. Right. In question <laughs> three, where is The Last King of Scotland set? A, uh, oh, it's, Dave. Uh, it's it Uganda. It is Uganda. It is. It's a film based on Idi uh, Amin. Um, How do you spell it? What Uganda or I D I? Oh, that's a joke from uh, when I used to work on the tools. That was always a fake, um, a, a, a fake what's it called crossword puzzle. Wow, did you? I did never you sort of like that. that was, that was the joke orchestrate, every, yeah, every other week. You, you'd orchestrate out. the conversation to someone tell you who the leader of Uganda was in the last King of Scotland. Yeah, well, you'd say that the joke was the, 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 the clue would be the last King of Scotland. Oh, nice, and then so I said, Oh, idiot, I mean. You say, how do you spell that? And then oh, nice. IDI in the rest of the room would all <laughs> I'll try that tomorrow. It, yeah. might. it might not work. <laughs> <laughs> it might not go down well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, question four. Um, in Loch Ness in 1996 as well, two vastly different films based in Scotland. <laughs> uh, it stars Ted Danson. Um, what is the scientific explanation in the film for the presence of the Loch Ness monsters? Aye. Dave? Uh, they've been lurking in a cave. Mm-hmm. What are they? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs that have in caves. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it to Dave. Plesiosaurs, apparently. Plesiosaurs. Plesiosaurs. I've got a cream for that. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Uh, Braveheart, well done, Ozzy, is on the list. Um, plays fast and loose with history. I mean, Mel does not like the British, does he, when you think about it, in, in Braveheart <laughs> and Patriot. Um, who I, think, is... I don't think he likes most people to be honest. Oh, no, that's true, that's true. I think it's kind of probably best to be on Mel's bad list as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's good company on that list. Um, what character does Mel play and what is the name of the king that he is fighting? William Wallace. Mm-hmm. And um, King... Good start. <laughs> king John. No. Hey. Bad finish. Dave? 
Uh, is it Edward Longshanks? It is Edward Longshanks. Well done, Dave. I like I like the way he got his nickname as well. Good one. Longshanks. <laughs> I've got a cream for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had some shanks on him. Um, number six. Who plays Lady Macbeth in the 2015 adaptation with Michael Fassbender in the titular role? Oh, I saw oh. this in the um, the film. Oh, not, is it not um... an actress you would have expected? <laughs> <laughs> Another point for that, Gav. Go on. Is it Marianne Coutard? It is. Well, well, I'm not going to... Cotillard? Cotillard? Cotillard, yeah, it is. Uh, not, an easy, not an easy for a French actress to take on, I wouldn't have imagined. Not an easy name for me to pronounce either. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Seems to remember they're having a great Scottish accent in it as well, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember. It. it was a good film. It's very dark. It is but... the original Shakespearean language yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a, a fun fact that every time I think of Michael Fassbender's name, my brother managed to convince my mum that Michael Fassbender was, um, his, his name is German, and in Germany the F is silent. <laughs> 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 and she actually was talking about it to a group of her friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's quite the guy, my brother. Um, in Outlaw King, who does Chris Pine play? Famous, very famous Scottish. Is, is he the Aye. Outlaw King? He is the Outlaw King, but is who it, would the Outlaw King the be? Yes, well done, Ozzy. Um, it's the only out, famous, like, the Bruce. potential Scottish exactly. king you could think of. Yeah. I know, I always used to think if I hadn't been for you English, I'd be a king right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in The Wicker Man, can you name the Scottish island? <laughs> yeah, another point, just for the button. You are racking them up. <laughs> Go on, Gav. Oh, is it Summer Isles? It is Summer Isles. Well done. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if anyone would get that. And I have saved the finest Scottish film till last. I'll give you any... If you can guess what it is, I will give you 10 points. Um, is Got five it, seconds. It's... I was trying to think of some sort of... Component. No, it's quite an easy one, this. Sir Billy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery's last performance. It was an animated, um, animated masterpiece, some would say. On IMDb, it says that its budget was... I mean, this is incredible, really, when you think about the CGI effects that are in it. The budget was only $5 million, which... <laughs> Money very well spent. If you've seen it, you will probably know. Probably all went on short. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was the film's gross intake according to IMDb? Oh I, I'd be to surprised. The nearest, to the <laughs> nearest hundred million. I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very surprised if it was anything more than the three pound ninety nine it cost me to buy you. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did I don't it. think they factored that in. <laughs> um, I assume it lost a lot of money. 36k. 36k. 36 grand. Wow. Um, I'm going to say even though I'm going to say 5,000 pounds. <laughs> I'm going to break in the middle of that. Though. I'm going to say, I don't know, 15. Uh, right. Ozzy <laughs> <Aussie> gets it. <laughs> <laughs> It cost how much? Fifteen million. thousand eight hundred thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> oh my god! And it cost five million. Five million. According oh, to IMDb, I saw somewhere else where it said it cost fifteen million. But I mean, that can't. Having watched a small segment of it, that really can't. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless someone's in prison, that, that can't be. True. I'd, I'd also, I would urge everyone, including uh. listeners, to go on 
to IMDb and look up Sir Billy because someone someone has written a ten star piss take review that's like about must be about like like a thousand words long and it is honestly it is I was howling out loud with laughter just just going into detail. Sir Billy with an an eye, isn't he? Yeah, Sir Billy with an eye. Yeah. So yeah, and that is better say the best to last. That wraps up my quiz. Good quiz, man. Good quiz. Thank you. Well done, Alex. yourself from such a terrible film. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm having a Google, and I'm seeing 15 million for some Yes, million. yeah, right. yeah. I was trying I to be nice to it. I think it's 15. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on from um, John Connery's <laughs> swan song. <laughs> no, if only... reason that he just doesn't act anymore. <laughs> I, I think, I think he, you know, he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was like, no, I can't end on that. And so he did, <laughs> and so he did Sir Billy. And it was like, I think I'll just... I don't think third time's the charm. You know what I mean? Did he turn down like roles in The Matrix and Lords of the Rings (laughs) because he didn't understand the script and yet he appeared in Sir Billy? (laughs) Well, he's a big fan of like supporting Scottish cinema. I think that might have influenced him more than more than the actual. I want to play, you know, like what what looks like an animated otter (laughs) in a in a. (laughs) Poor film. If, if he was that big a fan of Scottish cinema, I think he'd have done the film for free. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Would have saved him 14 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's leave Sir Sean B. Now, okay, so under the skin, I had a lot to consider here. Um, I was a little concerned when we started talking about this that it sounded a bit like uh, Tree of Life, which, as anyone who's listened to that film. episode will know, I am genuinely not a fan of. Oh, you never um, mentioned that before, Dave. Yeah, yeah really? to be honest with you, I, I, I mentioned it less than you, Gav, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't think this film sounds particularly pretentious, though. Uh, it's art house, for sure. It is art house. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not leaning towards pretentious on this. I don't think it's trying to, uh, to be something it's not or give the, uh, the air of importance to something that isn't important. Um, we, we talked about the simple plot. It's basic, is what Gav called it, but Alex admitted the plot is simple. That's fine. I don't mind a simple plot. Um, Alex said it's expertly filmed. He said there's some great techniques used in this. I'm not sure what techniques, um, so whether it is a technical achievement, I don't know, but the imagery, undoubtedly, we all seem to agree that the imagery was was pretty spectacular. However, then we got into to, uh, other... I mean, the word meaningless was used at one point which i thought was a bit harsh um it's all very image focused um maybe it'll be nicely shot uh but it's arty for art's sake it's not a pleasurable watch i mean alex described horrific imagery at one point they said it's haunting it's disturbing horror films don't necessarily have to be a pleasurable watch in fact some of the best ones are, are not but there was a lot of talk of filler of the film being very drawn out i've seen many films that are drawn out um and yeah i don't tend to like them to be honest with you um we talked about film school styles. I didn't mind that so much because um, the same sort of criticism was leveled at Edgar Wright when he did Hot Fuzz. You know, it's like, oh, he clearly went to filmmaking school with all these these pretentious shots. And I, you know what? I thought it was unfair. I thought he had a really good visual style. Uh, I don't mind the improvised dialogue. I don't mind throwing that in a film. You know, you get some some real gems that way. Ultimately, I mean, I don't like the term the banality of human life. I'm not sure I want to tune into a film and experience the banality of human life. <laughs> Uh, ultimately what I got from this film is this is not for me I don't think I'm going to enjoy this but I appreciate Alex was put in a really difficult position because it strikes me as the kind of film you could talk about for 
10 minutes to half an hour and you'll never be able to properly explain what the film is. It's a film you just need to sit down, you need to watch. Talking about it is never going to give you the real flair of what's going on. Um, so yeah, this isn't going to be for me. I don't think I'm going to like this, but I really applaud the ambition. Horror is a genre that is so easily uh, can go stale and this certainly sounds unique. It sounds like something we haven't seen before. It sounds like we've got some good performances in there. It sounds like Scarlett Johansson really... Um, put herself out of a comfort zone for this one there's a lot to applaud here by the sounds of it and ultimately i'm not going to know what i really think of this until i see it but for now i am going to tentatively give this the benefit of the doubt and put it on the hit list Ooh. didn't didn't see that didn't see that coming at all no yeah. me neither a hell of a hell of a sum up dave I, I feel like you understood what i was saying more than i did as i was saying it. <laughs> i thought this was going to be a, re- a really easy one <laughs> I thought Dave would be. So I got these walls. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like the sound of it. I don't think I'm going to enjoy this film. But just because it's not for me, doesn't mean it's a bad film. So uh, we will see. So uh, honest opinions, then, Alex. I'm pretty sure that you've uh, genuine about your opinion. Yeah. Oddly enough, when I first picked the film, I'd only watched it halfway through the first time I, I, I put it on. And I actually turned it off and I was always curious. Um, I was about, you know, it's when it first came out, I did that. And I was always curious to see whether it had been too disturbing for me or if I was bored and I thought it was pretentious. And so watching it again, I was like, no, it, it was because it was so disturbing. Like it really is, Dave, Dave I, I really, Dave's hit the nail on the head there. It is truly original, um, whatever you can make of it. And like you say, in a, in a genre that's very, very much struggles to find originality yeah. without doing gore then this this really this really achieved it so i really enjoyed it and i will watch it again and again okay. but it is more my film maybe less dates yeah i, d- I don't think this is going to be for me <laughs> um, i'm going to be honest i did not like it at all i really really did not like it and I, i'm just going to stick my neck out here dave I reckon you're going to feel the same. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't as harsh on it as, as it maybe I could have been. I was, you know, I could have like, you know, been crude and started shitting all over aspects. But to be honest, I can I can see what Alex is saying, and I can you know pretty much agree with your summary there, Dave. Just because I didn't like it doesn't mean that other people won't like it. And I do appreciate that there are a lot of good things in there. I just didn't like how they were told, you know, and how they were shown. Um, I concentrated more on, as you said before, the banality of human life than those other, you know, strikingly beautiful scenes that were put in there. Um, that's as I said before, not to say that it's not a good film. I just didn't like it at all. So, sorry there, uh, Austin. Um, Alex got the measure of me almost straight away. I I actually thought it was a really good film. Um, I think from like the soundtrack right through to yeah, I forgot uh, to mention like the, the soundtrack. Like, I was I was surprised you didn't <laughs> mention it because it is like it's yeah. just it really captures everything about it. it it's so disturbing. It's really it, it's eerie. It's creepy. It's I I just I thought it was really good. Like it's horror isn't really my genre. Like really isn't. But no way. I I like I I like this. It, it, I thought it was, I thought it was really well shot. It was. Um, it was scary. It was disturbing, and um, I remember reading about it when this happened. You know, when it first came out, I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind getting picked up in a white van by Scarlett Johansson." When it was in the newspapers, because that was what was going down, and everyone was talking about it. And then I never ever watched the film, so um, I'm kind of glad that I waited to watch it. I don't think I'd have liked it 
in like 2013, 2014. Mm. I think I'm a bit older and appreciate stuff better now. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. It was a good film. I know. I think it's on the right list. Yeah, I agree there. The soundtrack is haunting. It is very, very good. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't mention that. <laughs> I, I've got it written down here. The score by Mika Levy is yeah, very yeah. affecting and disturbing. I, and, and, I think know, we... I think we riles you enough. To, uh, <laughs> Do you know to, what? To Oddly enough, you. considering considering how much you were like baiting me like a bull. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I actually kept calm this time and didn't yeah. get that angry. I, I did, think it was I, just I enough at the if, start of the show. So. <laughs> I think if Joel would have been on prosecution, it would have been a different story. He <laughs> 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 would have been not scary, rubbish. <laughs> um, do, you, do, you, do you agree with what I was talking about with the nudity? I thought we were going to yeah, have I a bit I, more I, of a discussion about that. But yeah, you... you, no, you I think yeah, I think it was done very well. Um, as you said before, it was like sort of um, medical in a sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, it really Weird, wasn't isn't it? sexual, yeah. sexual at all. Because well, um, no sex happens, does it? Because yeah. she doesn't have. Well, no, you, you see one sex scene. Uh, it's when later she's trying to figure out what it is to be a human. She actually has intercourse. When she does, what it seems. Yeah. it's obviously the first time, and she's actually yeah. shocked by it. You know, when he. Uh, uh, I imagine penetrates. She's like, "What well, the hell's what else I, just happened?" I don't. I don't know. No, see, I, I don't think she does penetrate. I don't think right. she he can. So he tries to, but he can't because she's not she actually got anything. the equipment. Uh, I thought that he. I thought that that's what happens. And then she was like, "Whoa, whoa, what the hell is that?" You know what I mean? It's like, is that what is that what you do? Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's <weird>. rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. So, um, yeah, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was. Constantine? I think probably lower. This feels Marmite to me, to be absolutely honest with you. I think this must like must be fifty percent. I what think did, what a Constantine what score. Well I don't know what Constantine got, but I assume higher than 50. 46. 46. Oh, yeah, I think it's gonna be high. I, I think Constantine. Critics would love it. I think an awful huge swave of audience members might have wandered in to the wrong film and then wandered off and then wandered <laughs> off and wrote really bad reviews about it yeah that is exactly what happens <laughs> um, 85% certified fresh uh, tomato meter um, but if we were to look at just the audience score 55% so hmm. yeah vastly different um, yeah okay and unfortunately there's no caption contest this week because I forgot to do it so sorry I had, I had one argument was going to be Roger Ebert loved it, but then I realised it was just a review on his website and Roger I was Ebert. Say, was yeah, he died, he died yeah. the year before. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what would have lost a lot of points for Dave on that one? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, that's it. Um, so the next film on trial is also going to be a continuation of our Halloween Horror Month. Short and sweet. That's what I like. I don't like these ones that last like three minutes in the background. Um, now, there's those exaggerations week... again. <laughs> I was literally... It's not an exaggeration. That one's still going on before. Um, Jesus Christ, it's an advert now. <laughs> That's what you, do. you take your chances and it just doesn't pay off. Uh, so next week, uh, it's the pick of Joel, and he has picked Crimson Peak. Uh, Joel isn't here today. I'm sure if he was with us. He would say that uh, it's good. Uh, and that's the reason that he's picked it. Uh, he's very short <laughs> to the point. Um, so yeah, all the all the rest of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So joining Joel in defence is going to be Dave. In prosecution, it's going to be Alex and Ozzy, and that means that I'm going to be playing the judge. 
So that's it. Thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial in as many years as possible. And check out our Twitter page, at Film Trials, and follow us on all other social media, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, Films on Trial. Okay, so that's it. Under the skin is under the bin. <laughs> if, the, if the bin was, was the hit list. It was the hit list. <laughs> You're very tired. You've done a bit <laughs> up. Yeah. Lockdown's getting to us all. Come on. Right. Yeah, that's it. We'll see you later next week for uh, whatever I just said, Crimson Peak. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>